Hello, my name is Lawrence Joss and welcome to the Family Disappeared podcast. And today we have an awesome show. We have a panel of parents on the show talking about their experience with uh, parental alienation, estrangement and erasure. And they answer some really, really, really provocative questions that you do not want to miss. So if you're new to the community, welcome. If you're a regular at the community, welcome back. And uh, we're so glad to have you here. The response has been phenomenal in the community. If you want to contribute any ideas, if you're a parent, grandparent, child, or other family member that wants to have your story told or you want to share different parts of your story, there's going to be a link in the show notes with an email address. Send us some information about yourself. We're also going to have some community-driven bits in the second season of the show where we're actually going to have a recovery moment of the week or a parent sharing a particular part of the journey. If that's something that resonates with you and you want to be part of that, please uh, fill in the survey below. And uh, anyone else out there, this is a community-based podcast. So participate, join, please like, share, leave reviews, let everyone know the work that we're doing and everything is for fun and for free. So um, let's, uh, let's jump into the episode. There was a time in my life when I was overwhelmed and underwater. Those days are the inspiration for this podcast. This is by far the ultimate healing journey for all of us. Healing ourselves emotionally, spiritually, and physically is paramount to this journey. From this place of grounding, we can all go out into the world and change all our interactions and relationships. We can engage people from an integrated and resourced place. This is a journey of coming home to ourselves. In today's episode, we'll start to explore some of these issues. Let's begin the healing journey today. Welcome to the Family Disappeared podcast. This whole journey is so challenging. You know, and if you're new to this journey and your your body's not sure what to do and you're having these emotional overwhelms and flooding and you're scared and all you want is your children back and you're willing to do anything to get that, I relate to that. I was like that for a couple of years and all I wanted to do was get my kids back. I wanted to fix things. I wanted to change things. I wanted to make myself better or gooder. And I thought if I could just get to that point then everything would be okay. And in my struggles, in my trying to grasp onto every kind of solution or fix everything, I created some harm and some damage. So this podcast and this community is really about the step before the step. How do you resource yourself? How do you build resilience? What do you need to work on within your own emotional and spiritual ecosystem that's going to make it easier to traverse the lawyers, the court system, the mental health system, and the world at large? And that's been my story and my journey. And uh, it's been hard, it's been painful, and it's incredibly rewarding. And I have a rich, robust, and full life, and I miss my kids. And it's challenging to miss my kids, and that, that longing's always there. And, and life, life is really, really rich. And these two ladies are going to share some wonderful, wonderful perspectives, life stories, best practices, and some other ideas. And just as a reminder, PAA, Parental Alienation Anonymous, is a free 12-step program. We have 14 meetings a week on Zoom. You can click the link below. You can register for meetings. You're all welcome. It's a loving, kind, robust community, and it is recovery-based. It's about doing your own interpersonal work, and there's all different kinds of meetings. So try several different meetings. Find a place that feels comfortable to you, and uh, we welcome you to the community. And there's also a link in the show notes for the Family Hope Project, which is an advocacy and educational platform. If you want to contribute art anonymously, it's a great way to get involved. And there's all other kinds of resources in the show notes. Please remember to check that out, okay? 
Let's get into the show. So ladies, I am so grateful that uh, you're taking a couple minutes out of your day to come have a conversation with us and the community. And uh, I want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself. So Betsy, if you could please go first, I would greatly appreciate that. Hi, my name is Betsy. I am a mother of three sons and I have been in this process um, for 10 years now. I am turning my pain into purpose. So we'll talk about that uh, later. I, I want to hear more about Geo and you guys for now. And just to clarify, Betsy, what kind of contact do you have with your kids? What does that look like at the present moment? I am reunited with my children, but um, what's, what's super important for part of my story is to let anyone know that like for eight years, I only saw had contact with my firstborn son for about 40 hours. Over the period of eight years, you just had like about 40 hours worth of contact is what you're saying. So this is like a miracle in, in action kind of is what we're talking about. Yep, for sure. That's awesome, Betsy. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for introducing yourself. And now I'm going to ask Gio, a regular to our show, just to introduce herself once more to anyone out in the community that is not familiar with her. So Gio, if you could please go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. Sure. So again, my name is Gio. I am estranged from my um, 27-year-old daughter and my 25-year-old son. We had been in contact for the last 13 years and um, for the last 15 months, um, they stepped away from the relationship and I do have full contact with my 21-year-old daughter, which is perfectly fine. Thank you so much, Gio, for that that introduction. And uh, it's so great to have you back onto the show. And just to qualify for everyone out there, I'm an alienated father and uh, I have three daughters of a 29-year-old that I've had no contact for about eight or nine years. I have a 26-year-old who I've just recently had some texting contact, but overall no real contact and a 21-year-old that I have regular contact with and a couple grandkids I'm yet to meet. And for anyone new to the community, we just like to identify ourselves and where we are in our journey just to contextualize the conversation and uh, also to let you know that folks in the community are all over the bell curve. Some of us are reunited. Some of us have one child that we're connected or multiple child we're connected with. And some of us don't have any kind of connection and, and everything's welcome. And our stories kind of cover the gamut of our experiences through all these different iterations of the relationships. So we are going to jump into the questions right now. So ladies, I'm going to ask each of you this question and just in a, in, a, in a general kind of way, how long have you been struggling and aware of this journey that you're on, whether you call it parental alienation, estrangement, erasure, disconnection, whatever it is. And again, for the community out there, this is a big tent. Everyone's welcome. And there's different times in our journeys where we might use different words and none of the words might resonate. And we might just have something else that feels really true to us. And, and all of it is welcome. And all of it, again, is an iteration of the same thing. So Gio, I'm going to ask you that question first, if you can just let us know how long this has been going on and kind of uh, what that has looked like for you? Uh, sure, Lawrence. So I actually, when I was going through my divorce with my ex-husband is when I really noticed it was very obvious something wasn't right. The kids were not connecting with me regularly. Um, early on, um, I left the home of where my husband and I had our kids and I was living by myself and it was very uncomfortable for the kids. So they pulled back and I didn't want to put a lot of pressure on them. So I tried to remain very flexible, even though I had half of the custody. So moving through actually 
12 years with my kids. It wasn't until I got into the fellowship of PAA where I started to recognize that I was really being alienated with my kids in the relationship over the last 12 years. And then when I started to develop and create some boundaries for myself and recognizing what was going on, that's when my older two kids um, now have stepped away for the last 15 months. So just to clarify, Gio, for the first 10, 8, 10 years of your journey, like the, the terminology, parental alienation, or even the framework, that's something that was going on that was trauma-oriented or something else in the family system was off. You didn't really know about that until quite a while into your journey. Is that accurate? Absolutely accurate. I was, it was tormenting because the internally, there was so much confusion, the pain and the agony of not having my children connecting with me. I was a stay-at-home mom. I was there for everything and I could not understand how to approach them. What was I doing? I pushed I asked a lot of questions and I think I probably put a lot of pressure on the kids to answer questions they weren't even able to answer. So yeah, I just couldn't figure it out. Thank you for that, Gio. And I think this is a common theme in the community where we don't really understand what the dynamics are until we do. And sometimes it takes us a lot of time and it's changing because there's so many more resources out there. And, and just to clarify on something Gio said when she said PAA and the support community, that's Parental Alienation Anonymous, and it's a free 12-step group. And in our show notes for every episode, you'll see how to access that. And it's an incredibly robust, supportive, uh, loving community if you are looking for some support. So now I'm going to go to Betsy and just ask the same question. How long have you been struggling and when did you become aware that there was some kind of system going on or alienation or whatever word you would like to use? When did I realize that alienation was happening immediately because I had to have a major uh, abdominal surgery, hysterectomy and went into the hospital and I ended up having complications from my surgery and was near fatal, stayed at the hospital for a month. And I only saw my kids or spoke to them two times in the time that I was there. So we had split right before the surgery and I didn't have access to my kids. So that is when very cut and dry when it started. But I also realized it actually probably started in the marriage. And I think undermining, you'll hear that word, the undermining of the parental authority started, and that's kind of like what I'm learning is like a precursor to what may or what, what could happen. Wow your story about being in the hospital, no one showing up, being kind of isolated and alone. And at that time, understanding that was something was going on and then starting to un understand that this has developed previously in the marriage. And at that time in the hospital, did you have any idea of like a word or a framework or something that was going on? Or is that something you found out like much, much later on? I found out, I mean, I just, I was panicked. I've never been more than two weeks without my kids. I was them, with them all the time. And so um, I, I couldn't understand what was happening, although I will say that the more that I started to start the healing process and understand what may have contributed to this, I saw how my older two were not happy with me because whatever reason, I was showing that I needed help and I wanted their dad to come together with me. So they started to, as boys natural, remember the undermining, I was always the bad cop. 
So with teenage boys, you be, you automatically have like a strike against you. And I, part of our deal was that we would have co-parent, we would have family therapy. And I figured, okay, well, you know what? We'll get through what they must be upset about. But the family therapy didn't happen. Hmm. That's heartbreaking. And and you, you bring up something that's a really interesting topic that I'm just going to take a second to go down a little alleyway, this idea of good cop bad cop and being the parent that's in position to make rules or or call the kids into a conversation and have hard conversations is a challenging thing as a parent and and i'm curious so Gio, in your relationship did you have like good cop bad cop does that resonate with you at all is anything you want to speak to that about uh yes so as i was going through a very traumatic time my marriage before the divorce actually started i did have a breakdown i was uh had a post traumatic stress breakdown there were situations in my household and i was not making good decisions and i did stray from my marriage and of course because of the choices that i was making because of the stress in my home it amped up my ex-husband understandably so with that on top of going through a divorce my spouse was angry and being an alienated child in his own household it was very damaging i'm sure for him to be going through this and i struggled very much he wanted to put me down he talked down to me in front of my child he had high level conversations about the fact that i was spending time with this man in front of my child which was very damaging i was on the stand being talked down to and judged and i didn't even myself know what i was going through so yes it was very hard being from a very small town the talk about me and just really taking control over my life and i innocently was just like but trying to protect myself trying to speak up for myself and it wasn't working i was trampled underfoot so yes it was very uneven thank thank you for that year thank you for sharing that uh, that vulnerable information i'm going to move on to the next question is how did you take care of yourself like emotionally and spiritually in the beginning of this journey when it was really raw and, and crazy making and, and what does taking care of yourself look like now as you've started to find other avenues and understand the dynamics and, and really um, step maybe back into your life and back into your agency and authority? So Betsy, would you like to answer that question first, please? I'm not sure it was really pretty how I got back into it. Um, I feel like I was, for me, I was in this desperation, like, where are my kids? What, 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 like somebody help me, somebody, somebody, you know, looking all around of like picking up the phone, calling people, talking to, uh, going to school, coaches, uh, somebody help me. And I taking care of myself, I thought was making all these sorts of outreach calls. But in seeing how I allowed a shining on me of like, okay, what do I, what can I do? I was I always have had my, my faith, uh, my family, and literally, I can't tell you how many times I went into my church and talked to my priests, my family, and some of my good friends. And one of my good friends had introduced me, had asked me if I had heard of um, Al-Anon. 
And so I was open to anything. I was going to, you know, th therapy and mental health therapists to try to see what was, you know, help me deal with what's going on. And it wasn't working. And that's when I found actually probably the most relief was in uh, Al-Anon and which became like my second family to this day. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing you say in the beginning was the outreach calls. It was kind of like dispersing all this energy, trying to solve something, trying to fix something. And that didn't necessarily get you anywhere. And then finding a community of supportive people that were working on themselves in Al-Anon, which Al-Anon Family Groups has been around for 70 some odd years. It's a, it's a proven structure that helps people work with relationships. That, that really started to change your life. And that's when you started to, you must probably come back to yourself, correct? Oh, yeah, definitely. You, you have a good way of like making it all confined for me. Thank you. <laughs> That's wonderful, Betsy. And, and I'd say for me too, like in the beginning, like I was just dispersing energy in every different direction. I was just trying to figure it out. And then I was trying to be gooder and better. And if I could just get gooder and better, then I thought I'd get my kids back. And eventually I needed to get help too. And, and like Betsy, like I came through the doors of Al-Anon too, is, is initially where I came through. And then from Al-Anon, other community members and I formed PAA, which is focused on this dis disconnection from our kids and this longing to be with our kids, but really working on ourselves, uh, on our own interpersonal ecosystems, emotionally and spiritually. So, um, Gio, I'd ask you the same question. What was it like initially in the early years, days, and, and what does it look like now? Like, what has changed? How are you taking care of yourself? And how is this influence in your life? Yeah, so initially, to be completely honest, I was an absolute mess. I did not have a clue what I was doing. I was so completely dysregulated. What I was doing, you know, sitting here listening to Betsy even comment, you know, I was in, th uh, in therapy before I actually got divorced. And then as I was, you know, I'm divorced and the placement of the kids, I would take anyone hostage to that's how I did it. I was going to tell everybody. So everybody knew that, you know, I'm this great mom. I, I got it. Everything's good. You know, I got to tell you my story so that if I tell that person the story, maybe they'll tell everybody else that, you know, Georgette didn't do this. You know, this is not on her. And I put so much pressure on doing things to bring myself to this place where my esteem would go back, which I never really had a, a strong sense of self-esteem anyway, but I was doing things like I went back to college. I got my bachelor's degree. I was working two jobs. I was redefining myself and, you know, doing kind of like things outside of myself to bring me relief. Like, okay, you've got this. You're good. I became a marathon runner. I was just beating myself up physically and it was not pretty. I did not know how to walk through this. I didn't know how to do this. When my kids would come to my apartment, it was so incredibly hard to even just have them there. I didn't know they were different. I didn't know how to handle them. I didn't, I couldn't even take care of my own heart and head and the decisions I was making, let alone, it was hard for me to, um, I'm going to say fix what was, what was going on in my kids. It was very, a very tumultuous time. And it took me all these years to finally get to a place where I'm like, oh, 
it's starting to click. I'm starting to understand. So my experience was not very pretty. I did not know how to do it. You know what? Can I talk to that? What's interesting, Lawrence, is that to say, how did I take care of myself? I would love for you to find someone that's gone through this, that they know that they were taking care of themselves. Because I'm not quite sure that any of us really, especially moms, wait a second, my job is to take care of the cooking, the cleaning, the house, the boys, the the driving. And so this is, this is my whole everything. And when that's like been like, like for me, like poof, overnight taken away, I I didn't know how to show up. So like Gio, like you, I, I, I was a mess probably in a lot of ways and in shock. And like one of the therapists said to me, Betsy, it's like you're a refugee walking around. Like where's, where, where's my, where are my kids? Where, where's my car? Where's my house? Where am I going? Like that's um kind of a, a how I, See it. Thank you, Betsy. And I think so much of us, when we initially are hit with this emotional tidal wave, we just go and move and just anything to not feel, to not acknowledge where we are, thinking that right around the corner, something to change. And I just want you to take one more minute for me, Gio. You you told us what it was like before you got here and in the early days. Can you just give us one minute summary on what it looks like today for you? What your recovery, your emotional, spiritual ecosystem looks like today? It is relief. <laughs> It truly is the most beautiful place I have ever been because, and and this comes up a lot, the reason why I am in the position I'm in is my behavior, uh, what I came from as a child, my home of origin, I've been dragging that sack into every single relationship and into my family with my kids. And it's extremely painful. And then to go through those 12 years and I'm alive, I'm alive still. And then to have discovered the PAA fellowship has been the most beautiful gift of relief I've ever experienced in my life. Uh, My body went through, when I initially got into the program, I had to go through a process of finding out how to regulate my body, my emotions, my reactions, all those things. And because of the work that I am doing, the work that I am putting into me, into myself, it's paying off and it brings you back to center with yourself. So I can make better decisions. I can think through things and the peace and beauty of of that is unreal. Thank you for that, Gio. And I just I want to say, I don't know if you can hear this on, on the podcast, but Gio let out this huge release of air, like this big sigh when I asked, like, what does life look like today? And I think that in itself, that this just release of like life and I'm alive and this journey's going is, is really um, useful for anyone out there that's in the middle of the fire and so raw and chafed and doesn't know what to do. There is hope. There's a different way of life. And it might not look exactly how you want it to look, but it can be full, rich and, and robust. And uh, this, this next question is kind of provocative. So this next question I'm going to ask to both of you, like you're on a podcast. Podcast, you're using your names, your pictures are up, 
you know, how does that feel to you? You know, are you being a mom and, and, and being exposed and, and talking about this openly and honestly, does that bring up any kind of fear with your kids, with your community, with your partners or anyone else in your life? So, uh, Gio, why don't we go with you first and then we'll do Betsy the same question second. Absolutely. So first of all, since this work is about taking care of me, I have come to a place of I'm not embarrassed. This is a practice for me to be able to do the podcast, to be on camera and to speak. It's I'm speaking my truth. I'm trying to speak this truth in love and love for my my kids. And, you know, I have a legacy that I'm going to leave behind and being able to be for the first time in my life authentic with myself, my thoughts, my feelings. This is what life is about. This is, I am present. I am here to get real with myself. And there is nothing more real than to strip yourself down and expose the very essence of who you are and who you've been. And that's just life. It's living. And I want to show up that way. And I am not embarrassed. We all make mistakes. We all make choices. And it is, and it's from those failures that I am experiencing the most beautiful richness of living. So yeah, to be here and put it all out on the table is, it's a gift. It's a gift for me. And it's a gift I get to give back to other people. And that's what it's all about for me. Thank you, Joe. Yes, I'm, I'm hearing like the growth and, and putting yourself out there as part of your healing and your spiritual journey. And I'm also hearing you say that it's a gift for you. And it also sounds like it's a gift that you're giving your kids and leaving this legacy on on what this transition in life looks through as you go through ups and downs and, and struggles and, and you move to a place of expansive abundance where it really clearly shows you are. And uh, that's very beautiful. And I'm going to go to you now, Betsy, the same question. You know, how does this feel exposing yourself? You think uh, about the ramifications, if any, with your kids and then what that looks like for you? Yeah, I am a little bit hesitant and surely I am a little bit hesitant because it's it's been a journey of being falsely accused of a lot of things. And um, so or twisted things that I've said or intentions. So it in the past, it's been kind of well, surely in the past, it's been incredibly um, nerve wracking. And I, but now that, that I am, have a relationship with my boys, now that they're 19, 22, and 24, and so much time has gone on and, and things were missed, that now it's like I, I know I'm standing in my truth and I don't want to hurt anyone. My intentions from the beginning of this were never to hurt anyone. And we mutually agreed to split. And then it became this thing that really has been destructive. And I don't ever, ever want anyone to have to go through what we've been through. And if there's something that I can, if I have to take a, take a hit for the team, if you will, then that, and this gets some kind of like national notice. And I, you know, I tease when I, I, I opened up when we were first starting and I started singing, you say you want a revolution. That's what I, I, this, we need to, we need to have a revolution in, in family court and, and, and bring some kind of light to this situation. So um, that's part of the, in the past, I would have been probably like holding a flag of like um, need to be right. And I need to like, 
like Gia was saying about tell my side. And now it's not necessarily about like me getting my kids back. It's now about this healing journey of, of healing a very broken system and, and a very really um, unjust system. Thank you for that, that, that Betsy. And um, I'm hearing you acknowledge some fear, but also like, hey, this is a systemic issue. I want to show up for everyone out there that's struggling. And it's from a place of love and recovery, sustainability, groundedness. So that is really, really beautiful. And, and just to share with everyone out there, for me, like, like I was scared to start a podcast. I was scared to put myself out there. And there is an emotional labor that all of us are paying as we do this for our communities. And there is fear that comes along with this, you know, and, uh, I had an, a text exchange yesterday with my middle daughter and, you know, she, she said, Hey, I don't like what you're doing out there. It doesn't resonate with me and my values for my family and, and what I'm going through right now. And I want to acknowledge that everything she's saying is completely and 100% valid. And those are her feelings. And I had to acknowledge that to her. And at the same time, like I'm on the front lines and I'm putting myself in a place because of systemic change, like it's moved from the I to the we to the community. You know what I mean? And that's where I'm finding some relief for myself on, on an interpersonal level. And uh, this is a systemic issue. And we are not going to change anything unless we as people and individuals come together and, and create change because the family court system is not going to do it. The mental health system is not going to do it. Any of the other systems set up in this country right now don't have the the wherewithal, the, the tools or the capacity to, to really help us. So we need to help ourselves. Wow. What an incredible show so far. We're going to have to take a tiny break here, but make sure you come back next week to see episode two with Gio and Betsy. It's going to blow your mind. There's so many more revelations and stories and, and more best practices and ideas on how to take care of yourself and what the journey has looked like for these two ladies. And uh, welcome to the community. Please remember to like, share, leave reviews and participate. This is a community-based program. Please, please email us suggestions. If you have questions that we haven't touched on, please let us know what they are, topics of the specific people you would like interviewed. Please share that information. If you're an organization and you want to collaborate on anything, we want to work with you. This is a portal for all parents, grandparents, children, and other family members struggling. And and it's going to take everyone's energy and effort for us to be as diverse and inclusive as possible. So please join. Remember to come back for the episode two next week. And we look forward to seeing you. Have a beautiful day. Thanks for taking the time to join me on this episode of Family Disappeared Podcast. Do you know someone who can benefit from what we're discussing on today's episode? If so, please share this podcast with them and anyone else in your community that might be interested in changing their lives. Together, we'll continue the exploring, growing and healing journey. I will see you on our next episode. Until then, happy days to all.